Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana, such a blessing. You know, we were going through a hard time when we first came here. Uh, Donna was facing, well, she had, I think you'd already had all of the procedures and all that done with cancer, but we just needed somebody to help us. And y'all helped us, and they blessed us, and we appreciate it. Amen. And we do love y'all. You can be seated. I'm going to read you something. You know, I really believe this last great move of God is going to come about out of love. And, uh, you know, the table he's prepared for us, we were singing the song there. We'll talk about that tonight. That's the covenant. And we'll, we'll talk about that more tonight. It answers the question, you know, so many people say, well, I've been doing right. I've been acting right. Why is this happening to me? Well, you've got to come back. Because <laughs> we're looking at something else this morning. And you can go ahead and go with me over there to uh, the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. But I'm going to read you this. I keep it in my Bible. Okay. This is out of the Amplified. And it is 1 Corinthians 14, 1. It's the first part of it. And I just wonder... How many people do this? And here it is. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest. And I like to put on there your great quest in life. In other words, God's telling us, make the great quest of your life to demonstrate, we could put it this way, God, because God is love. And we're going to look today at the fruit. And the fruit of the Spirit, it's not fruits, it's all your fruits. Is. But I believe that every Christian needs to be more fruity. Amen. When people squeeze you, they shouldn't get sour. They ought to get fruity. They ought to be sweet. Amen. And so it says here, I got to go there too. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, it says this. God is faithful by whom you were called unto, everybody say, the fellowship. The fellowship. Not a fellowship. You're called to the fellowship. You're called to the real thing. You're not called to a false thing. You're called to a fellowship that will change your life by changing you. Most people want circumstances to change. They don't want to change. But your circumstances are a result of you. We don't ever want to hear that. But it comes back to reaping and sowing, don't it? Amen. If I don't like the way life's turning out, maybe... I need to change me. And the problem is you can't change you. It takes God. So go with me now over to John the 15th chapter. John the 15th chapter. It matters what you fellowship with. It matters what you fellowship around. It matters how you talk, how you think. All of this comes from fellowship. You make the tree good or bad. You make your life a blessing or a curse. Amen. 
And I do, I do not believe, I do not believe one person in here has a problem with faith. Come on, that's good. I believe, I know, I know faith. But there was a time it wasn't working very well. Why? I wanted to smack too many people. Why? Because you're stupid. Amen. Faith don't work by that. Faith works by love. We'll talk about that more again tonight, but because that all has to do with the covenant. But here he says this, 15th chapter, John's gospel, first verse. I am the true vine. That means there's false vines. There's fake ones out there. Now, what is that? A fake vine tells you, I will give you a purpose. I'll give you a reason. I'll bring meaning to your life. You'll know what to do and think tomorrow because you plugged into me. Amen. There's only one true vine. Every other vine is a copy. And the true vine is Jesus. And when we plug in to Jesus, when we plug in and we have this fellowship, if you look up fellowship, it, let me just read it here, it means intimate relationship, a fellowship, and it is a fellowship. When we fellowship with Him, your life will produce life. Amen. You plug into the wrong thing, you're going to mess up. And so he says here, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Okay, dad, father God, he's the farmer. He's the pruner. He's the one that's going to, he's going to trim you. And it doesn't mean that your life is bad. You know, a vine will grow, or the branch can grow 15 foot. But it's not going to have a lot of fruit. Because all the, all the life that it's drawing out of the vine is going to go just for the branch. Everybody say, my life is not about me. Therefore, God is going to prune me. Amen. Okay, so let's, let's go on here. And it says this. For every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Everybody say fruit. fruit. And more fruit. And more fruit. Fruit, fruit. And more fruit. So we got two fruits. We got, we got two, two, two sizes of fruit so far. We're going to have another one later. A much fruit. Amen. So everybody in here, we believe, has some of this. Hopefully. Although we know there's some grounds that never produce nothing. About 75% of Christians produce nothing. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Amen. See, most Christians are still waiting for the circumstance to change. Do you realize that God's preparing you if you will fellowship with Him right now? He's preparing you for every trial you're going to face in the future. But if you don't let Him prepare you, when it shows up, you're not ready. So what does that mean? It means this. God is changing me now so I can make it then. God is changing me now 
so that I'll be victorious then. He's not changing the circumstances. You understand what I mean by that? See, because that's what we want. We want to say, well, you know, I just don't want. No. Everybody say, the devil's defeated. My biggest problem is me. Hallelujah. See, whether you win or lose, it's not up to God. He's already given you the victory. You have an eternal, unbreakable, blood covenant. Same one Jesus has. It's the one you're going to have forever. Are you using it now? You can't use it lest you're loving, lest you're fruity. Hallelujah. Everybody look at the person next to you and say, you are a fruit loop. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You're going to pull let me, let me, we're going we're to take a step back here. And look at the fall. Okay? The devil comes and says, you'll be like God. Right. I, thought, I thought Adam already was. Right. So how was, now let's just think, how was he not like God? Hmm. One thing. He was totally dependent on God. God is independent. How did Adam name all them animals? Now, let's just think about it. God makes him and breathes life into him, and he's just smart. Who was the second Adam? Jesus. Right. What did Jesus say about his fellowship, his relationship with God? I only do what I see Dad do. I only say what I hear Dad say. He was totally, Jesus was totally dependent upon the Father. Complete dependence. Yes or no? So how did, the way I look at it is, I mean, I'm not going to argue with people, but I just think he was hooked up with God and God said, that's an elephant. He said, that's an elephant. Amen. That's a ugly bug. No, he didn't call him ugly bug. Amen. But what did the enemy come? See, here's the sin. What did the enemy come and say? You'll be like God. You'll be independent. You can make your own choices. You can decide for you. You will know best about you. You won't need God to tell you what's best, to show you what to do. You will be. No, we're created dependent. And you're dependent on something today and you're plugged into something today. And if you're plugged into the wrong thing, when the trial comes, you will lose. So where Christians miss it, they know the right things to say. They know the faith confessions. But they're not walking in love. Is this okay? I mean, I'll, I'll do something once in a while to make you laugh. Have you ever seen the turtle imitation? 
Here we go. <laughs> so we'll keep laughing and keep going and get it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm plugged in somewhere. I'm plugged in somewhere. See, the enemy's ever trying to get us to unplug from God. See, now what is that? Well, he says here, if you abide in me, you'll produce something. See? And so he says, let's keep going. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. That also means, if you look it up, he lifts it up. You can look. To, I don't think God throws anybody away. At the same time, if you lift something back into the light, it can begin to produce. Right. Amen. And so he goes on here and he says, he says, uh, uh, he beareth fruit, that he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. Now did you just get that? If I'm not going to fellowship with God... I'm not going to produce the fruit. Now, what is the fruit? Because I had somebody get in my face one time. I mean, this is another minister. And he was just determined it's, it's answers to prayer. Go to the 16th verse then. I asked him, I said, well then, and I mean, he, you know, I, I almost felt like it was the devil looking at me the way he got mad. But, you know, we can get our little religious things. And we can act like the devil to hold on to them. Amen. Okay, so the 16th verse says this. You've not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained that you should go and bring forth fruit. There is fruit from prayers. There are answers to prayers, but let's keep reading here. And that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. You don't get your prayers answered this next time because you got your last prayer answered. You get your prayers answered because you've produced fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. Right. Now, I looked them up in the Greek, so if you've got the King James there, you're probably not going to have the same ones I got. But these are right. <laughs> <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at these because all of those are love. Yes. You lose in peace, you lose in love. And understand something. When the enemy comes to take your peace, he's not coming just to take your peace. He's coming to kill you, destroy you, steal from you. And he wants to take your peace so he can get in your life. And if he can rob you of your peace, he just got in your life and you're going to pay a hefty price. And what happened when you, when you lost your peace, you unplugged from God and you plugged in to something else. When you lost your joy, you unplugged from God. And, and there's a thing. And when that love is not there because all of those are love, your faith doesn't work. Let's just think about it. When you haven't got, when you haven't got joy, then you're mad and angry and in offense. Faith work through that? No. What about when you're worrying? You don't have peace. Does faith work through worry? No. All of them are that way. See, fear is what removes every fruit. 
And I want to say every fruit. It's all one love. But it's the way we, it picks at it. It picks at it. It's the little foxes. It's not the big stuff. We just lose our peace. And the enemy wants you. And so he comes and he, and he gets you to lose your peace a little every day. And he's not hitting you with nothing big yet. He wants to get you down to where you're used to not living in peace. Then he's going to eat your lunch. Amen. So he don't get my lunch. I'm keeping my gluten-free food for myself. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look a little further here. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Verse 5. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do what? So if I'm, going to, if I'm not going to take time to fellowship with God, what is my life going to produce? This is why a lot of Christians miss it. They're not prepared because they didn't prepare now. See, God knows what you're going to face. He knows what you're going to, he knows what you're going to be doing a trillion years from now. And so he's preparing you. He's preparing you for the next month and the next month and 10 years from now. When? He, by changing me. By me producing a, 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 the fruit in my life. I like John. John's one of my, my favorites. You all understand that John that wrote this wrote 1 John. And John was the last uh, uh, apostle of the Lamb to go home. And he didn't die a martyr's death. And John was really faithful because he was at the cross when nobody else was. And you know what he got to be? He got to take care of Mary. Jesus knew who to pick. Who do you pick? The faithful people. Amen. What did John say about himself all the time? You need to say it all the time. The apostle that he loved, the disciple he loved. I say it all the time. God loves me. You love me, Father, and I love you. You love me. I have known and I have believed the love that you have for me. You are love. And you love me. You love me. You love me. You love me. You'll never leave me. You'll... What are you doing? Fellowshipping. And my words are changing me. Because apart from my fellowshipping with him, I can't change. I can do nothing without him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he says, so we got three kinds. Of, we, got, we got fruit. Everybody say we got fruit. We got, fruit. We got more, fruit, more fruit. And we got much fruit. Much fruit. See, it's, 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 it's not just, it's not just, we didn't get saved and we got fruit. It's up to you to have fruit. It's up to you to fellowship. It's not up to God. It's up to me to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And so, now let's read. We're, we're coming down here. Now let's read the next one because here's, we're going we're gonna to make a switch here a little bit. We're going to get to move around a little bit. It says this in verse 6. If a man abide not in me, okay, if I unplug from God and plug into something else, this is what happens. 
If a man abide not in these, cast forth as a branch, and he is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now, I'm not going to... People say, well, you're going to hell. Men don't take people to hell. But they can sure take people through hell. And everything in your life can burn at the end, and you can lose everything that you would have gotten a reward for. By doing what? If I'm not abiding, if I'm not plugged into God... Because I was created dependent, I'm plugged into something. If I don't plug into God, someone will find me and try to give my life purpose. They'll say, did you hear what so-and-so said? Did you hear the latest? Amen. Come with me over to 1 John. Don't get mad and slap nobody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this okay? Yes. Because the whole th- this whole thing is about the enemy getting in your life. If all of the aspects of the fruit of love is there, the evil one touches you not. What's it mean? He has no access. He has no access into my life. If I got peace, I ain't got worry. Good English or bad English, I ain't got it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If, if, I, if, if I've got joy, then I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be upset. Right. I'm not going to be offended. Right. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so here we go. Now look real close at this. 1 John chapter 1. Now, I'll tell you what. Go to the... Go to chapter 5, and I'm just going to show you a verse. Because here's where he's going with this. He's talking about fellowship. He's talking about love. And then he comes down to verse 18 of chapter 5, and he says this, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. Who keeps him? God? Who keeps you? Everybody say, me do. Me keep me. Right? Why? Because... He's already given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. All you got to do is stand up and do it. Revival's in you. Everything's in you. Amen. And the wicked one, old bobtail, pointy tail, touches him not. How does he not touch you? You keep you. How do you keep you? You abide in the vine. You keep your love. You don't lose your joy. You don't lose your peace. You don't, you, 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 you are patient. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're kind. Yes. Amen. We're going to look at all those in a minute, so I'm going to stop right there. Okay, back over in chapter 1 of this, 1 John, he says this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Okay, we know he's talking about Jesus, but he's saying something here. He goes on, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that what? Eternal life. Okay? which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So he's telling, this is, well, let's go on. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you may have fellowship with us. So he's saying our fellowship is around the word and life. Nothing else. 
Now we have demonstrated, we have shown you this life. We have shown you how to fellowship around the word. Why? Why is he saying? So you can fellowship with us because I'm not fellowshipping with you around your worries. I'm not fellowshipping with you around your offenses. I'm not fellowshipping you around your anger or, or, or you know, I'm, I'm not going to fellowship with you around all that's going on in the news. I'm not going to fellowship with you around that. You want to fellowship with me. Now think about this. John lived it. They put the man in oil. Hot, hot oil. What do you think? Jacuzzi. <laughs> now get, get this. They put him on the Isle of Patmos to shut him up and he wrote the book of the revelation you cannot stop a man who will walk in love you get out of love you in trouble is this okay because this has to do with your prayers being answered you don't got peace your prayer ain't getting answered you don't got joy your prayer ain't getting answered and this is, this is why the enemy knows you don't get your prayers answered you no problem to him Prayer's the track your train runs on. You don't pray, train don't go. Amen. And so he says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. So he just said something else there. If I unplug, in order for me to plug into your worry, I have to unplug from God. Because God don't work there. And this is what the enemy knows. See, if I can get you, if I can get him to get upset and aggravated, he has to unplug from God to do that. And when he unplugs from God, he is without God in the world, just like the sinner. Amen. So I'm going to tell a story now. We had. We, we were going through all the, they found a tumor, they, you know, all this cancer in, in Dona, and, and you, you're going through all that mess and all the procedures. And a doctor walked in the room and said the most rude thing I've ever heard in my life. And the first thought in your mind is, we got a lawsuit here. Amen. This is where people miss it. But I knew this is a snare because I knew this. I just lost my peace. I've got to back up and say, no, I'd rather have my wife. Did you get what I just said? Then get even with somebody. Where people miss it. In a trial, there's pressure on you. And fear will remove peace and joy, patience and kindness and goodness, faithfulness and meekness. And we left, when he, we left, we left the hospital that day. She said, I'm going, to another, I'm going to another hospital. I'm not staying here with this. And we actually went to check one out. And it, all the time, there's this, on the inside to sit and write. And I sat down with her. I said, look, this is the devil. This is not God. 
Okay, this is the devil. This is not God. We cannot be angry. We cannot be offended. We cannot be upset. Okay, maybe he had a bad day. I don't care what kind of day he was having. I am not going to be offended. I am not going to give away the love that is operating my faith. This is where Christians are missing it. Let me put it this way. Faith people. See, they think, well, I can lose my peace and I can still be in faith. No, you can't. You can't lose your joy. You can't be offended and be in faith. Because you're unplugging from something to plug into something else. Did we just read it? Did we just read it? See, I had to, I had to unplug from God to plug in to, to being offended with Him. Because God loves Him. How He could... See, it's what we think. I have a right. You ain't got a right to go to hell if you want. <laughs> right? Hallelujah. Is this okay? Some of you are looking at it like, I love you, maybe. Hallelujah. So he says here, now get this, because you got to see what this fruit does. And we're, we're going to go look at the fruit. We're going to look at the fruit in a minute because we want to see what each one does. But I want you to see something. He says this, that which, verse 3, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. Let me put this in there. Because we're not going to fellowship with you around anything but eternal life and the Word of God. Okay. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Okay, what is that? That's your strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. So what happens when you're offended? No strength. You are a weenie. A weenie. Amen. And then he says this. This then is the message which you have heard of him. And we declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. Now we got to see that. The moment I'm not patient. The moment I'm not, I, I let my joy go. The moment the peace begins to disappear, I'm beginning to walk into darkness. You cannot walk in light. You cannot walk with Jesus. You cannot walk with God. You cannot operate the covenant like you're supposed to. I mean, God's so good, but at the same, you can't do it outside of love. Won't happen. We want it to. Because they did this. And don't you know what I'm going through? I mean, how can I help you when I've got this problem? There just went kindness. Kindness just flew away. I'm not putting my brother first anymore. They should be putting me first. I'm the one that needs it. Put me on the prayer list. Don't they know what I'm going through? See, all of this, we laugh, but isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth? Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Hallelujah. I go to the hills. That's the wrong movie, isn't it? I don't know. Hallelujah. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness... If I say that I'm having fellowship with him and I ain't got no joy, ain't got no peace, I'm a liar. 
If I say I'm walking with God and I'm mad and upset, I'm a liar. I didn't say that. God did. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Isn't God good? And we've all done it. We're all in the same boat. That's why we can't point a finger. The ones we're talking, everybody say, God's talking to me. He's not talking to me. He's not talking to me. Point to the person next to you about you. About you. Right? Amen. Okay. Where are we at? If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, there's, a, there's something here we've got to see. When I walk into darkness, I don't know the truth. You think you do. This is why in the end they're going to kill Christians and think they're doing God, of, God a favor. There's people who, who hate your tongue talking and they, they think you're of the devil. I know. I was in seminary. They tried to tell us. That's right. Me too. They tried to tell us that tongues is of the devil. Now understand something. What are they in? Darkness. They're not walking in love. But they think they know the truth. And here's the thing I got to see. I have to look and see. Are these nine things that demonstrate the love of God in my life truly? If they're not, I'm in darkness. And if I'm in darkness, I can't walk with God lest I walk in light. Therefore, my faith won't work. Faith walks, faith works in light. I know because I've watched people. I've watched people be upset. I've watched people. There was one, one individual. I, we tried to get him healed. They had cancer. But buddy, yeah, but you don't know what my husband did. This is what they'd say to me over and over. I said, I don't care what your husband did. I don't give a hoot what he did. Don't you want to live? Yeah, but shouldn't God? She was more, she was, uh, she was moved more to, to see him get what he deserved than she was to get her healing. What did you do? Her funeral. Did her funeral. Because faith works by love. Not by wanting your husband to be punished by God. There you go. That's right. You're helping us, Pastor. Hallelujah. We've all, like I said, oh, there were a few people. <laughs> I wanted them. God, I'm going to pray for them. Lord, strike them. <laughs> Don't kill them. Just let them know I'm right. <laughs> That's pride. And pride goes before a what? And who does God resist? Yeah, because they stink. I was a stinker. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, he loves me so much. God loves me so much. He'll never leave me. Never forsake me. The great God of glory. He's my daddy. Amen. So he goes on to say here, 
If we, verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, me with Jesus. If I will walk, this is what he was talking about. Who's his fellowship with back over here? His fellowship is with God. So as I walk in this light, I know I'm, I'm in fellowship. I've got peace. I've got joy. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm doing the good things that God has for me to do. I'm being faithful to the covenants in my life, to the commitments in my life. I'm meek. I'm teachable. I'll take correction. And I have self-control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Amen. See, any part missing. See, it's not so that I can look at you and be judging you. It's so I can look at me and see how I need to change. And this is the thing. I, again, I can't change me. Okay? I only get these things in my life as I spend time with him. A person. See, it's not knowing about God that gets you faith. It's knowing God. And, and this is what it's talking about. As I know him, I become him. That's good. Amen. 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 I'm more like him. I'm putting on his character, the character of Christ. Yes. yes. And we don't want to just be character. <laughs> we want to be the character of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And it's not a work. I'm going to... What do we try to do? What do we try to do? We don't, we don't spend no time with God. We, you know, or if we do, we're really not, it's not long enough for, for uh, uh, Him to impress and change us and, 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 and grow so that the fruit comes. Because part of the fruit comes with what? Everybody say, a pruning. Snip, snip, snip. <laughs> and when God goes snip, we go, get thee behind me, Satan. That had to be the devil told me to give that away. Get thee behind me. Go apologize to them. Get thee behind me. They need to apologize to me. Oh, he's made me do that. Many, I had to apologize to the whole church twice. Why? I got up and beat them. I took the word of God, the rod of God, and I beat the you-know-what out of them. Didn't realize it was me. I went home and got to, Dona always helps. How can you preach the gospel when you look like the devil? <laughs> she actually said that to me. God said, you're going to apologize for that. I said, well, but they, they really deserved it. No. See, it doesn't matter what you think someone deserves. You owe them love. Come on. And so I got up and said, this is before the sermon. I got up and said, I want to apologize for last week. I acted like the devil. Forgive me. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> but see all of those things. Yes. 
You see how it ties in? Amen. And what we want to do is we don't grow no fruit. We don't get snip, snip, snip. We don't let God prune our lives. And something's working in our life that God was, wanted to all along prepare us for because he sees everything that's coming. Every person in here will face trials. They're on their way. God knows every one of them. And he wants to change you and form you so that when they come, you have victory. See, you, you putting on this love and it growing from, uh, from fruit to more fruit, you, you can conquer this. But it might be the one coming that's going to take much fruit to keep you from wavering, to keep you in faith. Yes. But what if you don't have much fruit? Come on. You hard. get stolen from, you get destroyed, and you might get killed. That's right. And the whole time, we were in control. I could spend time with God if I wanted. I could choose to think on that which is good and that which is lovely and that which is pure. I can choose to do those things and fellowship with God. Amen. Rather than, now why is this happening? What's this? See, you've got to, we should be, we should know. That's the devil. Get out of here in Jesus' name. You ain't running my life. You ain't coming in. You're starting to steal my peace. You can't do that. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And so he says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Now get this. And the blood of Jesus, and we're going to talk about this tonight, but every time you see the blood of Jesus, think covenant. Because that's what it got you. An eternal, everlasting, unbreakable, ever winning, victorious blood covenant. Okay, back over here. So he says, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now that word sin means bad stuff, but it also means missing the mark. In other words, when I'm in fellowship, my covenant's going to keep me from missing the mark. I'm going to get what belongs to me. I'm going to get what God paid the price for me to have. I'm going to operate the covenant. Why? Because I'm going to operate it by faith, which works by love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive her. What's he talking about? If I'm in darkness, if I don't have peace, or if I don't have joy, then... I've got sin in my life. What do you mean? I've unplugged in an area and I've plugged into something else. I'm not supposed to be plugged into. Amen. Amen. And what? what? What happens? There's no truth in you. All the words that come out your mouth are wrong, even if they sound right. Because they don't carry faith. They don't carry anointing. They carry whatever you plugged into. You can say the right thing with worry. And it didn't bring no life. No. Rise, strive, some heal. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I remember, you know, the people would tell, crying helps, you know. So Donna said, I tried that crying thing. <laughs> when she was going through what she went through, she, I tried that crying thing. It don't work. I decided I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> I'm just going to praise God. We went down to the basement every night and just praise God Hallelujah. and just have a good time. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We just sit down there. What are you doing? We're not letting it steal our joy, peace. No, we're just going to be patient with people. Even when they're rude with us, we're just going to love everybody. Why? We want to win. Just that simple. I'm going to be nice to you because I want to win. <laughs> Don't want to die. Want to live. Amen. And so he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all. We need to go back and say, God, forgive me for letting me lose. I gave my peace away. Forgive me. Forgive me for not spending the time I should have spent with you in fellowship. And so, Father God, I'm back. I'm fellowshipping and I thank you that you're working in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go back over here real quick, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna finish up here. So it says this, okay? He says, if you, verse 7, now remember we were, oh, I'm sorry, I said we were going back over there. It's chapter 15, uh, John's Gospel, 15, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Are you getting this? With what we've talked about, you see, see what it is now? See, the fruit is to get your prayers answered. You have peace and joy, so you get your prayers answered. Okay, so everybody say, number one, love. How does your faith work? By love. So is God going to make an exception for you? You can be unloving and your faith work. That's right. You're not supposed to confess that. No, I'm teasing. Hallelujah. What about joy? See, if joy starts to go, then I know I'm offended. I'm angry about something. The enemy's trying to get in the house. He's trying to, and he's not coming just so I'll be unhappy. He's coming to, everybody say he's, the enemy doesn't come. To just take away my peace or my joy. He does that so he can kill me. Steal from me and destroy me. That's why he's doing it. Do you, do you see? Okay, so the joy. Go with me real quick to Mark. Everybody knows Brother Hagin's verses over there. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Mark 11, 23, 24. But what about 26? After he tells you the mountain will be moved and all of that, what's he say? But if you do not, well, let's go to verse 25. Uh, 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 and when he, am I at the right place? Mark, yeah. And when, he, uh, and when you stand praying, forgive. Why? If you've got ought against somebody, Why? Because your prayer's not going to get answered if you're all mad. Do you see? Everybody say love, love. And, joy. and joy. Okay, now let's look at peace. Everybody knows this one. We've been taught. We've been taught. You can't worry. You can't be in fear. And get your prayers answered. Because your faith's not working. They're opposites. Perfect love. What's perfect love? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. There's perfect love. 
How does it come? We just read. It comes, it comes through fellowship. Let me show you something. Go to Jude. That's right before Revelation. Okay. Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, comma, keep yourselves in the love of God. Praying in the Holy Ghost does what? It's fellowshipping with God. Do you see how it ties in? Amen? Okay. So then we've got, then we've got uh, uh, peace. We've got patience. Look at James real quick. Is this okay? I'm, I'm trying to wrap up here. Uh, I know I'm supposed to wrap up. Okay. Here we go. James. Okay. James and uh, chapter. Let me see here. Did I write it down? No, I didn't write it down. But that's okay. First chapter. And so it says this. Uh, he's talking about, let me just, talking about a trial. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, verse 3, chapter 1, James 1, 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works what? Patience. Patience. You know what that means? Cheerful hopefulness. You should have, and if you don't, you should have an expectation of good in your life. Even when cancer knocks at the door. Even when someone comes and they're trying to get you to hook up or, 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 or the enemy's trying to get you offended with the doctor. Trying to get, you've got to decide, nope. My future is good because I have promises. Amen. And my promises, we'll look at this tonight, those promises take me past the veil of this flesh. It ain't running my life. Okay, so we're going over here. So he says, patience. See, if, you, if I don't have this patience, then what's wrong? If, if I'm not hopeful and cheerful in the midst of a trial, then I must be looking at the wrong thing. Yes. Yes. If I can't get up in the morning and say, Oh, blessed Father, you're so good to me. I got it all. Amen. <laughs> you got to just decide. It's a decision. Love is a decision. Amen. Everybody say kindness. kindness. When the trial's on or when the problem comes, do you put you first and everybody else second and God maybe third? Amen. Goodness. Do you continue to do what God has told you to do? Everybody, he's, he's planned a life. He's planned a life for me. There's good things I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but I know I, know I should be there. I should be doing that for them. But this happened. You're controlled by circumstances. You're not controlled by God. Come on. Y'all still love me. You get really quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody say, this is not awake. <laughs> we are waking up. <laughs> Amen. Okay, goodness. Faithfulness. Some say faith. I see it as faithfulness because, because what's that mean? I'm faithful to the covenants I have. I'm not breaking off my covenants with people, with my church. Uh -uh. No, 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 no. She came to church every time. And I preached the same as I always preached and I watched the face of some of the people in my church. I can't believe he's preaching on healing like that. He's preaching it like it's... Oh, what a, doesn't he know his wife has cancer? I didn't want her to die, so I preached the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. 
or we're supposed to change it when it hits. I'm just telling you. There were people I could tell they were offended that I was preaching the way I was preaching. And they would look. Everybody would look. I'd say something. They'd all look over at Donna, wouldn't they? Look how she's laughing. They'd all go, what's she going to think of that? She's going to think it's the truth. She's going to know I love her. This is where people miss it. No, it's a decision. I decide to love. I decide to be faithful. I decide I'm not breaking no covenants. I don't care what the devil says. I'm going to be kind and I'm going to do the good works and I'm going to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. You got to decide. I decide I'm going down in my basement and I would praise God. Amen. Every night. Every night. Whether I felt like it or not. Why? My wife ain't dying. Yeah. Amen. You got to decide that. I'm not going to think the other way. The enemy shot. Fiery darts coming all the time. What do you got? I got the word. I stuck him with the sword. Amen. He's a loser. He is the biggest loser of all times. Amen. Meekness. That means being teachable. What's that mean? Correctable. Because here's the thing. For the trials you will face in the future, you've got to correct some things. Everybody does. This is why we fellowship with God. He wants to change something. Doesn't even mean it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be a 15-foot a long branch on the vine. But God says... That's too much branch. You're using all your time and all your energy for you. We've got to prune this out of your life. It's not a sin. It's just something that's keeping you from producing more peace. Producing, See, producing what you need to have victory in the future. So I'm going to snip this. Will you let me? He shows us. See, he shows me. You need to snip this. But here's the problem. And, I, and we've all done it. I thought, that is the devil. It's got to be the devil. <laughs> God wants me to have that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has you do things ahead of time. Why? Because you're sowing. And you're going to reap something. You're going to reap it right when you need it. Because you listened and you let God do something in your life. Amen. You took the correction. Amen. Why? Because you knew God loves you. You were fellowshipping with you. Knew. Yeah, he was already talking to me about that. He was already talking to me. See, there were things when, 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 when hell's hit in our life. We all know God was already talking to me about that. He knew, I knew I should have changed that. I just didn't want to. And the reason we didn't want to is because we were carnal. Our flesh said, I really, really like this. We want you poor little thing, you. You deserve it. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, that's where self-control comes in. What's self-control? Not letting your flesh run your life. When somebody does something, you back up and you say, I don't care what they do. I'm not losing nothing. I'm not getting mad. I'm not, I am no more sign language. <laughs> 
Can I tell you one? I have a good church. I have a good church, but I'm going to tell one on my church. This is years and years and years ago. Really, it was actually 20 years ago. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap up because uh, I went a little long. I'm sorry. And so, so we, uh, they came into church and somebody came with me and said, Pastor, you know so-and-so. And they, they just come into church. They flipped me off on the way here. <laughs> said, I was just driving a little slow and they got, they got mad and went around me and went. <laughs> and I thought, you big sissy. Who's, who's sinning there? The whole bunch. <laughs> the whole bunch. They're offended man. I'm going to tell, tell the preacher on you. And he's going to get mad and spank you and you deserve it. <laughs> See, we, and we wonder. And then we wonder. Why didn't my prayer get answered? Why is there hell in my home? Why is there hell in my life? Why is this going on? Because you're offended and your faith can't, your faith can't work. You shut it down. Hallelujah. All that before you get up to preach. Because they want you to know before you go in the pulpit so that you can take that pulpit and beat the out of them. So they'll be a better Christian. Get all the hell out of them and they'll be a better Christian. So start swinging, Pastor Mark. Hallelujah. 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 Go with me over to 1 John and we're going to end. I'm going to read this again. The fifth chapter. Because this is what it's about. 1 John. The fifth, the fifth chapter. Everybody say, I have the victory. I have the victory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, the enemy is not going to move me. Fear. Well, let's say this. Let me say this. The fruit put you in the light. And if you're walking in the light, you know what is right. You know what to do in every situation. So see, in the situations to come, you're going to need greater light and greater light and greater light. Why? Because the enemy's not quitting on you. And so I'm going to know what to do. I can't, I can't be questioning, is this what I'm supposed to do? That's right. How many people have come to me, well, what do you think I ought to do, Pastor? I'm not the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you should. I mean, he's in me, but he's in you too. I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. Yeah. See, what they want, God told them, I, can, I guarantee you, God told them months before what they were supposed to do, but they weren't listening. They weren't fellowshipping. So now they want someone to blame and they already figured the hell's coming and I'm going to let you tell me what to do and then I'm going to say, well, Pastor told me what they're doing. They're work. Yeah, that's right. Amen. No, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Who keeps who? Everybody say, me keep me. me, keep me. And so it says, the 18th, 18th verse, everybody say, this is good. We know that whosoever, verse 5th chapter, if you didn't remember that, 1 John 5, 18, we know that whosoever is born of God, everybody say, that'd be me. That'd be me. That'd be me. Now, you've got to be born of God. If somebody here is not born of God, then you need to be born of God. You need to be born from above. Born again. Born of, of God the Father. Amen. Okay. He that is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And the wicked one doesn't touch him. Now let's just think about the man who wrote this. John. 
Now, we understand this is God speaking to us, but let's just look at John's life. They tried to kill him, and they couldn't do it. They tried to keep him from promoting the gospel, and they couldn't stop him. And so he's writing after that. He's writing and saying, I have demonstrated to you this fellowship that I have with Almighty God. And I want to fellowship with you. If you will fellowship the way I fellowship, I can fellowship with you. And you can have what I have. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Enemies ever trying to move you from peace and joy. Don't unplug from God to plug into somebody's hurts. Don't unplug from God to plug into worry. I, I say those because those are the two big ones. If you look at the grounds, okay, I, I would say the other ground, the first ground, and I know people say that might be sinners, but the, actually the, the, it says that it, the, if you know I'm talking about the grounds, the word went into their heart. Mm-hmm. If it went in their heart, then, then something's changed. But you know what they didn't have? They didn't have authority in their life. An authority, someone correcting. And so immediately the enemy just came and took it away. Mm-hmm. They didn't appreciate and didn't set themselves under the authority of the word. So if you, if you look at that and you look at the next one, which was, was the, uh, 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 they were offended. And then what was it? What was the third ground? Lust and worry. There's the big ones. And so we want to watch those things. We don't want those things. We don't want the enemy moving in our life to, to keep us from being the ground we're supposed to be. The, everybody say, the ground that I am, that I am is love, is love joy, joy, and peace, peace patience, patience, kindness, kindness goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness meekness, meekness, and self-control. And self-control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the evil one, the evil one touches, me touches me not. What Brother Hagin say? We, we heard Brother Hagin say this over and over and over. The reason I've walked in health is because I've walked in love. He didn't say I walked in faith. That's right. Because when you're walking in love, think about this. What's it say in the same book? He says, perfect love cast out all fear. If there is no fear, faith is the natural response to everything. Amen. Praise God. Well, I went a little bit, a lot long, but uh, hope you'll come back tonight. It's going to be good. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Amen. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Now you know why I had him come back and preach that, don't you? Wow. I've never felt so refreshed and beat up at the same time. (laughs) Hey, praise God. Let's all stand. Now, tonight we're starting at 6 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. He'll be preaching on covenant, he said.